TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. This episode of The Kickback is brought to you by Diamond in the Bluff Productions. Diamond in the Bluff is an up-and-coming entertainment company that's changing the bar trivia landscape in the city of Memphis. They offer some of the best topics, music, and prizes. Check them out at Facebook.com slash Diamond in the Bluff for trivia schedule and locations. If you own a bar or a restaurant and you're interested in having Diamond in the Bluff come do a night, send them a message on that Facebook page. Once again, that is Facebook.com slash Diamond in the Bluff. Now let's start the show. Gentlemen, welcome to the kickback on the OAM Podcast Network coming to you live from the beautiful Central Atrium in the Crosstown Concourse in Memphis, Tennessee. We are just kicking back, talking sports, talking life. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and the OAMnetwork.com. On iTunes, our logo looks like the old UOMTV Raps logo is bright fluorescent. You cannot miss it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the show. Leave us a five-star rating or a comment if you like what you're listening to every time we record you can catch us on facebook live check us out on the oam memphis facebook page for all the info on that uh check us out on instagram at the underscore kickback underscore podcast uh the facebook page is uh the kickback pod uh our twitter is the kickback 901 hit us up on all of that man we love to hear from our fans and hear from you guys so hit us up when you can now that we got the business out the way let me introduce my guest uh, I say I got guests, but you know they all family. To my right, we got the Kickbacks Almanac, J.O. J.O., say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up? What's up? So we got J.O. And to my left, for the first time in 2019, you haven't heard his voice in a minute. He's one of the originals. We got the homeboy, Therese. Therese, say what's up? What's up, people? I'm back. He's back. And with a special guest, we have... Um, I don't. I don't even know how to how to how to introduce this. So I'm gonna just say we got Coach Irby, the team president for the Memphis Express of the American Alliance of Football here in Memphis, the new uh, professional football team here in Memphis. Coach say hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, man? And as always, we got the voice back there doing the things that the voice does. Um, yeah. So it's nice to have the family back together, guys, for the first time in 2019. It's oh, good yeah. to see you guys. It's be a great conversation. This is going to be one of the top shows of the year. This show is going to take home the prize. I, I'm, I, we're claiming I, it. Is he cutting a promo he, already? I, I'm saying. Like, here's, 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 here's the deal. There's, there's so many episodes there's, where he's there's, almost a cutting best, a promo. <laughs> there's a Best in Memphis Award. This show is taking home the prize. Just this episode right. This episode alone, you might as well go ahead and shut everything else down. Shut it down. Shut oh, it down. Wow. Let's like go. Right before we're, we're about to get we to shut it, well, shut, we it, shut it down. Let's go it. home. We, we do we have to record it. Okay. But in, in my heart and in my dreams, <laughs> I've already I've already known that this show was going to be awesome once we got Coach on the on the yeah, site well, here. Yeah, so we we had uh, we've talked about. Getting I probably Coach. shouldn't say anything at this point. Just walk no. away. <laughs> no, you, yo, you got a lot to live up to, brother. <laughs> yeah. You got a lot to live up to, my man. Uh, Therese and I have talked about getting Coach on the show um, for a minute. And I'm I'm happy that we finally had the chance to do it. So once again, welcome to the kickback. And kicking it with us. Um, like I said, Cochet is the team president for the Memphis Express. The Memphis Express is the team here in Memphis for the American Alliance of Football, which is the new 
professional football right. league. Spring football league. Spring yeah. football league. Pro ball, man. Popping off right at two weeks out of a week after the Super Bowl. We got a Super Bowl. So the first week, the first game is next weekend. Next weekend, man. We so you get the big game uh, this Sunday. Take a, you're gonna have the saddest Monday in history because football is over. But aha, we're here now. We here. So now. it won't be that sad. So then you go into the next weekend. Next Saturday we kick off with two games. Well, we open up with two games, and then Sunday we have two games, and so we have four games every weekend. And it's uh, it, you know, we're excited about it. Obviously, I'm excited right. about it. I got a big bet on it, but. Is is going to be one of those things. We always say that uh, when you think about pro football, you got about 125 million people that are going to tune in to the Super Bowl this year, and then roughly a good majority, if not over half of those people, just check out of sports. Right? They just they just they're done. Stuff. Yeah, they're done. They don't watch. They don't watch basketball. I mean, who watches watch basketball? basketball? The the, the, the Warriors are going to win. We know that, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they check out. So you think about it now. They're going to check out. Uh, it's not that their passion leaves. It's just that what they want what goes they want. away. Exactly. Right? right. And so we figure if we can just you know keep extending their passion. Well, we, we got a good thing going. And that's a, I'm glad you said that. I'm going to give you guys a quick crash course on the uh, the AAF, which is the American Alliance of Football. We're going to refer to it as the AAF because the other thing is way too long. So the AAF is an 18 league uh, with teams in Memphis, Phoenix, Birmingham, Orlando, San Antonio, San Diego, Salt Lake City, and Atlanta. Um, and one thing about this, like uh, I know a lot of people are are skeptical about these these leagues that kind of that come up, um, but these this league got some heavy hitters behind it. Yeah, man, this got a lot of money behind it, some and some very real deal football people behind it. Um, Hall of Fame general manager Bill Polian, Dick Ebersol, who was instrumental in the XFL, the first version of the XFL, and a bunch of things. So the lessons he learned from that bring into this. Um, and so it's 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 crazy. Charlie ever saw his son with it. Right. Um, so it's it's going to be it's on CBS the CBS Sports Network. That's where the games will be televised. Right. No, CBS for the opening game. So we'll and be on CBS over the, over the, the air. The big CBS. Big C. The, the big. big, you know, the big yeah. Dog. That's like when I got to explain it to people. Like, all right, what's the difference? Is it whether well, CBS Sports Network, which is cable, right. and then you got like CBS, which your grandmother knows. Right. right. It's that CBS. channel three. Yeah. One of them was a you on channel three. Used to switch it. It was one of those. So that's what it is. And like you got you got some very notable some big names. We, uh, our head coach here is That's Mike the only Sing- one that matters. Mike Singletary, yep. the only name that matters. Yep. The rest of them are just the rest of them are just can't do it. Substitutes. They're just fillers. Can't win with them. Can't win with them. Can't, <laughs> can't do win. it. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Gotta have them. You know. Uh, so it's 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 actually amazing the fact that they poured in all these. But Heinz Ward is hot. Is Heinz uh, Ward is on it. You Troy Polamalu. Troy. Tro- that dude is so freaking awesome, man. Yeah. Like he oversees all of our wellness. What people don't realize about Troy, people. When you think of Troy, you think of the hair and you think of that reckless abandonment that he played with. But people don't realize how well he took care of himself, right? Right. Um, and so basically we took that because Troy was revolutionizing the, revolutionizing the game before anybody realized what was going on with cryotherapy, therapy, massage therapy, nutrition, uh, mental health coaches. Like he legit was five, 10 years ahead of his time. So we said, hey, Troy, you know, you're going to come down and head up our wellness program to take care of our players. And that's what he does now. So we... When we look at this league and what we're trying to do is one, either rejuvenate careers or create careers, right? Is what we're trying right. to do. So in, in doing that, you want to make sure that you put these guys in the best possible position to succeed. And and half of being a great football player has nothing to do with what you do on the field. And it's going to sound crazy. It really has everything to do with off the field. How do you take care of yourself? Right. How do you maintain? Do you Keep live? Do you stretch? Right. Not, I mean, mentally, physically, is your family healthy? Because people don't realize if I – 
right? You know, gave up a third down, uh, whatever, either on offense or defense, and it was my fault. We didn't. We either failed or converted. You take that home with you, man. Right. So your family has to deal with it now, right. and then you got these lingering deals. And so now you got to realize, man, it's, it's just bigger than the game. These right. guys are professional athletes, and they're all competing for centimeters, man. Like a nanosecond can get a guy cut these days. Right. So when you start having that much pressure on you, and that stuff goes to everybody, man. So you got to understand that and try to deal with it. When yeah. you say that, it makes me think of it. And this is, I don't know if this is an app comparison, but it makes me think about the uh, speech in Any Given Sunday. That Al Pacino it's gave the team. Game it's, a, it's a game of inches. It's a game. <laughs> who who gonna give up that yeah. inch? Run. That, that. Who gonna give up that inch? <laughs> I gotta go that's, and watch that movie. That's, right. that's exactly that's inspiration think, right there. Makes me think about it. When the beam is Remember when LL Cool J beat up yeah, so, <laughs> in real life? In, in real, real life, <laughs> the best joke ever was when Jamie came out and said, "Wait a minute, man, we, we acted. We, <laughs> act, we acted. I just watched that stand up again." Yesterday, you know watched that tonight. Uh, no lie, I, I used to watch this off the Jamie Foxx I Need Security stand up. I yes. used to watch that DVD Very all the time in college. Like, man, we acting, man. For whatever reason, I watched it. Last, I watched it during work yesterday. Show you how much I'm working on the five nine to five, right. watching comedy stand ups. Is that on Netflix? That means you got one of those good jobs. Yeah, right. it's, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. Um, but no, like it's so. I'm so very happy that Memphis was one of the cities that they chose um, for this league. A, because we're a sports, we're a sports city. True. We, we love our sports here. Um, mainly the Tigers, when the Grizzlies are good, <laughs> people are there. Uh, and, but we love fo- football is football. University of Memphis has been, has been really good these last couple of years. Better than Arizona. They have been better than Arizona. But I don't understand why you want to play <laughs> football. That's fine. Where, why, I, I'm, I now have to digress for one second to understand where that where, where is that coming well, from. I graduated yeah. from the University of Arizona. Here. Got it. Yeah. So he's throwing a shot. Yeah. Makes he, sense. he tried to throw a shot, but like we got Kevin Sumlin's our coach now. He, once, oh. he, once, once, he, oh. once he gets his people in, we'll be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll be fine. You guys, you you keep your 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 we'll, Mike Norvell we'll and, your, and your and your Justin Fuentes. We'll do that and all of that. <laughs> I, I'm constantly at a battle with these two because these are Memphis fanatics. So, just, yeah, I mean, so Wildcats there. versus Tigers, man. Always. Guess, guess who else is a fanatic? I know. I, I, got, I got it right here. Two times. It's on the sheet. Two yeah. times. Yeah. It's on the sheet. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a two-time Memphis graduate. Yeah. So it was, before we hop into all of the, AA, the AAF and what it offers and everything is, is going to do, let's talk about you. Uh-oh. And let's talk about how you got to where you are. Like right. we said, you are a University of Memphis graduate. Two times got a you got your bachelor's in ninety nine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you out there like that. Got your bachelor's in ninety nine, your MBA in two thousand one. And uh, how did you enjoy your time at U of M? I loved it, man. Um, I mean, I went to I went to University of Memphis on a football scholarship, you know, and I got a chance to graduate early. And then, as opposed to doing, you know, in, in graduate exception or graduate transfers wasn't as big then as it was yeah. now. So it's like screw it. And I had two years and I. Like, well, I can get another degree or get an undergrad. And I was like, I can get a graduate degree. And the reason I did that is because you can only have to take like six hours a semester. And I got the rest of it off. I was like a pro athlete for two years. It <laughs> right, worked out right. well for me. <laughs> so with that being said, I had a great time. And the University of Memphis uh, did a lot of good things for me. You know, it taught me one, how to make money. But then two, playing ball, that taught me how to live. You know, right. you, you. You, you, nobody, you know, you all play sports in some shape, form, or fashion, but you just can't replicate that brotherhood you create. You know, it's kind of, it's just one of those things like military, servicemen, fraternities. It's just those guys are right. our brothers for life. Right. And to this day, they literally shaped the person that I am. So I had a great time there. Plus, no, it's, it's so funny you said that. I remember my, um, 
when I was in college and I, and I pledged my fraternity uh, as people, the listeners of the show know, Therese and I are members of the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, mm-hmm. the greatest fraternity out there. One of my best friends was like, why are you, why are you pledging, bro? Like, you already work with the basketball team. We're we're fraternity in ourselves. Right. Why you need another fraternity? And I'm like, well, you know, it, it, it it's kind of different. But to have that thought process, like to think right. to think that the team is family, right? It's your family. And accountability part. I'm, I'm looking out for my that. I'm looking out for my brother on my right and right. my brother on my left, right. my brother in front of me, my brother behind me, and you know, and all of that stuff like that. So you graduate from U of, U of M. You you move to Nashville. You do some things with some computers. We don't really care about. Yeah, that. man. Yeah, man. That, that <laughs> but, was a good time, man. That but was it, a good time. It, it, I, I'm from from what I read about you, it gets you the uh, the information to get into what you needed to do for the next thing. So when you start getting into the sports, you went to SLU. Yeah, yeah, SLU. That's impressive. A Billiken. Yeah. Yeah, Billiken. Yeah, yeah, mythical creature of luck. Right. <laughs> so yeah, See, I, I didn't know all of that. <laughs> yeah, but, man. Uh, so St. Louis, St. Louis University, director of sales and marketing. Um, and you got those skills from working at the computer with Dell's and all. Well, this stuff at Dell, you know, I had to sell, and then I became a sales analyst. And so, I think the biggest thing that that I learned from Dell was 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 this: I learned how to take reams and reams of information and condense it down to one sheet. And and when you're in sales, that is what you need to know. I, I don't want to go in and start talking about infrastructure and, and and the 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 average cost of a server or the average cost of a server farm. I need to say. Okay, you need this in order to do this, and this is going to be the efficiency that you're going to recognize, and this is the price, and this is how much you can save. If I can put that in front of one of my reps, and he can do, he can take all this data and put it into one sheet, it's going to give him or her the advantage to do to be a better rep. Right. So, when I then left there to go to, to you know, and the reason I left Dell, people always say I made a great amount of money with Dell, but what mm-hmm. I hated about Dell. Is I was number two five six six one. I never forget my employee number. Wow, I was two five six just six a number. One. I was yeah. just a number, and uh, whatever we did ninety hundred million dollars in our unit that year. Yeah, did nothing for the billions that Dale brought in that year. Right. And so, and then I never forget. I went to, the, to St. Louis University and I did my first deal. My first deal there was like thirty seven hundred dollars. Right, but that thirty seven hundred dollars meant something. Right. And, and that, it, that, yeah, that let me, it, yeah. it had just a bigger impact. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so, and I was able to kind of just sell a little bit better because once again, you know, when you go and you start talking about corporate packages and all this type of stuff and you know, you go put this full deck and I was like, no man, we need to go in and talk to them from a corporate mindset. And so it allowed me to just talk to them a little bit differently than what you were always trained in sports at that time. Right. And so it gave me a chance to kind of test what I got from Dell, put it into practice. Right. And, and, you know, and, and so it helped me out. So the thing that I, as we kind of go through my career, every experience that I've tried to, you know, set up for myself is, is based off the foundation I'm building from the previous thing. Right. And so, I mean, that, and that's that. So anyway, as I digress, but yeah, you know, Dell set St. Louis university, I was a better athletic administrator because of my time with Dell. And then, you know, and I, like I'm a better team president now because of my time with some of my previous stops. And right. so mm-hmm. everything just stacks on everything else. Well, right. yeah. So, I mean, that kind of leads into a, a, a good question. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's one of the things you already answered or not, but the lessons. Like you said, you 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 took something from every job as you took it to the next. What's the best lesson that you've learned through this through this whole journey, this whole athletic administration journey that you've had? Ooh, that's a good one. I I will answer twofold. One, the best takeaway or the best piece of advice that I usually pass forward is don't, don't, you know, 
take no out of your vocabulary, right? Because if you look at my progression, I go from uh, uh, starting my own business in college to going to an internship in Chicago and turning down all the MBA jobs I had. You know, I had international paper, FedEx, the management trainee programs and all that stuff and said, nope, I'm going to move to Chicago and make $17,000 over a year uh, mm-hmm. working for Conference USA, which is fine. It was a, at that point in time, it was the best thing for me. Right. And then, you know, because I wanted to try to, the reason I took Conference USA and people thought I was crazy for this is it was going to put me in Chicago, which is one, going to put me in a cool city, but two, it, it spanned from West Point, New York, to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, to to Houston, to Greenville. Especially at that time. Yeah. Yeah, at that was, time. So yeah. it was so big. And I yeah. was going to go to each one of those deals and learn and work with the marketing environments and everything. Learn. So for me, it was like, let me get this straight. I can go get trained on this or I can go learn what works in Hattiesburg, what works in West Point, what works in these places. And so that that's kind of why I took that gig. But then when I left there and I go to Dell, people was like, well, why would you now, you know, you're doing all this. Well, one, I was only making $17,000, but two, right. I go to Dell because now I want to realize the corporate world and I have to make some money. But then I get with Dell and uh, I was better at Dell because I now can understand how to talk to a West Point grad and someone from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And I love people in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, but it's just two totally it's different too, types of different. people. Right. But I can relate to them, which made me pretty decent at what I did at Dell. Right. And then I take Dell and then I go to St. Louis University and I can take the experience that I have from being able to deal with all walks of life to then being able to condense a lot of information down to small nuggets to then be able to put that into corporate packages. And that led me to St. Louis. And then, you know, in St. Louis, I end up going to Tampa. Uh, from there, then I ended up going back to St. Louis because I met my wife and, you know, it's kind of hard to say no to, to that move. But then we left there, went to Atlanta. And then, you know, once again, all these experiences are stacking up on top of one each other. Right. But, but then the thing that changed for me was uh, when I was in Atlanta, this crazy show comes to town called WWE. And then uh, during that show, uh, why they were building up for it, it's like, hey, you know, we want to come over and hit, can help us with a project with a little marketing, blah, blah, blah. I'm living in Atlanta. I got some connections hook them up. They sell this show out. They say, Hey, you know, we're going to start up a West coast division and a live events unit. I was like, ah, okay. What does that mean? It's like, well, it gets means you get to move to Los Angeles. I'm in boss. <laughs> right. <And> so, <laughs> Count me in. Right. I'm in boss. Let's You're go. Right. So they ship me out to Los Angeles. We start up this office and then, you know, I got a chance to work with WWE for a good while. And, and that once again, the one thing I learned about that is the ability to tell stories and the ability to market and build superstars, right? right? Mm-hmm. Which is at, at the end of the day, what you're trying to do with any product. I'm trying to have you gravitate to my product right. for whatever reason. Personal, I don't care if it's in branding. Yeah. It's, it's more than that, right? I got to create something that, that creates some emotional attachment. Right. When you walk it's up true. to Sig, when you think, when I say John Cena, something just jumped into your brain. Good, bad, you either hate him or you love him, but something, and that's the genius of what WWE is, right. that machine. Right. So now you take that type of experience and trying to build that story build that narrative and now we're going to do this start a football program where we're trying to do something similar so that kind of is where we are and that kind of takes me through kind of how everything helped right. the next step in my life so that and that's a so i i had the question written down um what from your past prepared you for the role right now and it's i can see like everything played a role like every 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 stop that you had played a role from the things you learned at slu going to south florida going back to slu going back to georgia state and then doing a WWE and learning how to create, learning how to build and wanting and, and, to build again. And literally going back to something he said, knowing not to say no to life experiences, because yeah. those things help build the character and, and the person that he is today. Because I think sometimes our generation, we get caught up in saying no a lot of times because we want something as a microwave generation. We want something quick, fast and in a hurry. But even when you sit down and you just look at your life experiences through this time frame, roughly from 
1999 to present, it's roughly 20, 21 years of work. But like he said, everything leads to one to, to another. Right. And, it, and it's important because it shows that things aren't just going to come because you want them to. It's going to take time. You got to sit and stew on some things. You got to grow. You got to develop your personality, your character and how to connect your emotions with right. other people. So that that's something I feel like th- there's a nugget in what Koshe is saying. And there's a nugget in where uh, Jamal is trying to lead us for those who are watching. And if you're a young student in college, because. For me personally, my major was sports marketing and I knew I had a passion to work in sports. I knew that I had to matriculate through certain areas to find Mm -hmm. out where that area was, where my where my talents were best fit for. Right. Whether that was community relations, sales, marketing. Right. And now I've landed on development and fundraising, which leads to another career. And so I think it's it's ironic how it just takes time. You have to just do things, 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 the way the way that things happen in 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 however it goes. Yeah. The thing that the thing that. Your career trajectory shows me is you're at the right place at the right time. Yeah. And, and, and you, you take and, advantage of the and moment. You, and you, yes. take, you take advantage of what's put yes. in front of you. And, and, and then you go from there. And the biggest thing I would tell people is, once again, my ability to not say no. You, and, and this is this is something. And, and I, don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not afraid of failure. I'm not afraid of getting fired. I'm not afraid of embarrassment. Like Because I'm willing to put myself out there, right? right? And so if you look at every place that I've been, I'm not trying to sound egotistical, but it's just the way I think. Every one of them was a challenge. Right. And so but I wasn't afraid to say I'm going to move to Chicago as a 22 year old, whatever, live by myself, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm going to go back to Nashville. Then I'm going to move to said city. Every place took me to a different city. Right. And what I think a problem that I see a lot today is everybody just, you know, I got my circle of friends. I got my lifestyle and I don't want to get outside of my, my, my right. nook, my nest. That right. Network, yeah. And I'm like, no, man, you to, to move up is to move on sometimes and, right. and or to move up is to, is to get outside of your comfort zone. Like, you know, I look at some people who work in sports. Some of the best people I know that work in sports actually didn't come up through sports. Right. They yeah. came from some other walk of life. Right. And then they just happen to have these transferable skills that apply to the sports business. Right. And that's people, like, like people are like, well, well, you know, I got my degree in finance. So I want to work in sports. But bro, if it's a degree in finance, you can go work in a bank. You can go work in an accounting firm. You can go work for anybody. It's debits and freaking credits and modeling. And so right. you're going to make a lot more money doing that. Yeah, than you're going to do right. working in but, sports. But but then you could take those skills from financial modeling that and you're going to get work. Because right. you look at you look at like Billy Bean with the Oakland A's. Right. And this kid that came over was was started off as like a Wall Street kid. Yeah. But then he turned around and built an algorithm that can predict basically which is the same what we way. use in our class. Which is now, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> you use that. simulator, yeah. So you use, he built an algorithm that was one used to predict like the futures market, but right. he just happened to freaking stumble on it. This can predict the, 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 the wealth or the value of a player to organization. Right. But what I'm getting at, the point I'm trying to make is they weren't afraid to try to transfer those skills. And so people get such tunnel vision that they don't realize, man, Skill sales are sales. Mark if you can market a lawnmower, you can market tickets. Right. And yeah. that and that's what people don't get. So they get when it comes to sports in our business, they get them. So you look at what I'm trying to say is just just I went from working with eighteen to twenty two year old people to working to grown men who wear tights, lubed up in baby oil, <laughs> right. beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> and when you look at that type of I'm gonna go from this to that, people are like, What the heck are you doing? But it all made sense, you know, because for me, I just say, Hey, if I can sell a college basketball program in said city, I can sell John Cena versus The Rock in Miami. And right. I can, then you can drop me off in India and I can figure out my, my way that. It's just the hustler's mentality. Right. And that's something that, 
you know, some people have, some people don't. It's that na- nature versus nurture issue we were talking about earlier. Right, but right. anyways, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm getting off the sheet. No, it don't, no, it no, don't matter. No, this, no, this sheet, it's this free sheet, flowing. It's free this flowing. sheet is not a guideline <laughs> whatsoever. But it does, it does want me to ask you this because we talked about, we <laughs> talked about this favorite. What's, what's, what's been your favorite, your favorite past job? My, f- ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like the things that got you here to where you are. <laughs> It's going to sound crazy uh, because I, I think I've had some pretty cool jobs, but my favorite past job and the reason it's my favorite is because it taught me what I don't want to do. <laughs> uh, I laid asphalt for a summer in Mississippi. Oh, right. That doesn't sound, that doesn't, that doesn't sound, fun. That doesn't sound fun at all. Best nah. job ever. So keep, keep in mind, it's my friend. So let me tell you why, why one, it almost made me lose my scholarship. So I left, <laughs> it was my <laughs> freshman year, the summer of my freshman year going into my sophomore year. They let me go home that summer. So that's something I was like, I got to make some money. And so right. I saw this ad, go work for this company. You ladies asphalt. So we're laying asphalt literally down highways, 30, 40 miles a day in Mississippi. And it's, no, all, sir. it's 103 degrees oh, and no, you're sir. sitting on top of 156 degree asphalt. Right. No, sir. So what I, so the reason, and no. so one, I go home at, I left here about two Oh five. I come back at one sixty eight. Right, hundred. I left at two hundred and five pounds. I come back into camp at one hundred and sixty eight pounds. You lost all that weight. I lost all this weight. Well, right, a sweat suit. Right, <laughs> nothing but sweat. Nothing but so. So at that point, I never got to go home again. But the reason, but but that job made me realize one, I'm going to think for a living. But two, <laughs> I'm not trying to do this physical. <laughs> I'm not labor. trying to right. do this right? right. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But it just, it, just, wasn't it, it just wasn't for me. And yeah. so it ended up being my favorite job because it's the one that when I and when I think about, oh, this is tough and this is rough. And I will think about these guys like Mr. Ed and Tim and Bose who are out there every day with diesel fuel and shoveling up this asphalt every day. It's not, brother, I got a cush situation. Can't do right. it. Right. <laughs> Can't right. do it. Can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. Not me. <laughs> not going to do it. Yeah, can't win with him. All right, Good grief, man. So now this is this is what I'm gonna bring Jo in. Like I gotta get I gotta get Jo activated in this. You got well as a tag team partner. You got to tag him in. Hold on, let me get on. Give me that hot tag. Oh, hey, is that a hot tag? Oh, That's a hot tag. Right. Bring <laughs> that heat. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you ten minutes. Hot tag. I'm give you He's ten been charging minutes. up the question. I'm gonna give you ten, ten minutes, minutes on WWE. <laughs> so whatever whatever see, WWE see people, questions you got Whenever to ask, we talk about wrestling There's always a restriction I'm not going to give Therese no time Because that'll take up <laughs> hey, the whole show I'm good I'm not going to do it But I'm going to give you 10 minutes on WWE <laughs> And the questions you got to ask Starting Yeah you did tell me I asked all the questions before the show Ask so, him again so, we so, starting right now. Go. I, so he gives you the hot tag and then pours a, and then pours cold water. Because right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he'll go all night. I know he. We excited. I'm excited about it too. All right, what you we got, got? You got. Go ahead. Well, now nah, how uh, how was it working for WWE? It was awesome, man. Like uh, my passport stamps grew exponentially <laughs> right. working for them. Right. <laughs> uh, I spent three hundred, you know, three hundred nights a year, probably not that many, maybe two hundred and fifty nights a year on the road. Um, Way too many. And, but I got to, I made some of the best friends, man, I will have for the rest of my life. Like it, you know, people don't realize that wrestling people in that world, when you're in it, you're, you're in it. Like you're in a bubble because you, you know, you you take a tour and you take, you know, give or take anywhere between 60 and 200 people and you're moving them around, around the world, not even around the country. You're moving as a unit all around. You go home with your family for probably two days a week and then you're back with this cocoon of people and moving around so that becomes your world like those are my best friends that's my brother that's my sister you know that's mama figure there that's daddy figure there and 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 
and so for that and for me, it's gonna it was the best time of my life, man, because I literally could lose myself in my job. And unfortunately I did on numerous occasions. <laughs> so what exact what was so what would you do on like a day to day basis? So I was a promoter, a live event marketing manager promoter. So my main gig was one would book the show. So like let's just say we had a show here in Memphis, right? I would book FedEx Forum. I would book Lander Center. We'd set up that building, Dylan. And my job is to try to put as many bodies into that building as possible, first and foremost. Secondly, try to create the best front porch for our production superstars and those guys to come in and perform. Uh, and then three, clean up their mess, uh, pay the bills, and go do it again the next night. That, at the end of the day, I was a promoter. I always was interested in like the grind of, I mean, you said 250 days a year. I, I always thought it was like 250, 300 days a year, like, for the how, guy, I got some days off. The, the superstars don't. Yeah, like right. how 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 men, how mentally wearing is that? It like was, on you personally. It, it, he put it this way, man. They, they were. They, I went forty days straight on the road one time. Right, not going home. That's crazy, right? So, but here, here's how a typical schedule was for us. Um, you would so you have what's called a loop. A loop is the uh, a sequence of shows, and so you would go. I would go in on. Uh, I will fly out from L.A. on Thursday to get to said city Thursday night. Wake up on Friday. We do load in. Load in starts around eight o'clock that morning. We'll then build up. We do the show that night by midnight, one or two in the morning. In some cases, we would have struck the show down. We got everything on a truck. And now we're on to city city two. So city two is going to be on Saturday. We do that exact same thing. Eight by one or two that morning. We're back out. We're on the road. We do the exact same thing in city three on Sunday. Do the exact same thing in city four on Monday. Do the exact same thing in city five on Tuesday. Someday, since I lived on the West Coast, I get lucky and can get out and get back. Um, get back home sometimes. Because what's that? What's that drive like when you're? I hey, mean, if you're doing three to four hours, so and, you're going to so, be three to four hours between each city. Okay, and okay. then but so then. Uh, I'll get back home. If not, I'll fly home on uh, Wednesday, get one day at home, right? Fly out again on Thursday, Thursday night, and we're doing it all over again. And that that was a cycle that you live. As long as you're in the business. As long as you're in the business. So uh, wow. how many WrestleManias you been to? Ooh, eight. Favorite one? Oh. Were you know, at 30? I think I, I, think I was 30. I, I don't know the number. See, here's so the deal. He was 30 for, was Daniel Bryan. 30 was New Orleans. Yeah, 30 30 was New- so that was a special one. Not well because of Daniel, but mainly because of Boner, uh, Bone, uh, the crusher, Bone Crusher. Connor. Yeah. Connor, Connor's cure. So Bo- uh, Connor had, you know, obviously had cancer. And when he pulled him into the ring, there was not a dry eye in the building like that. That was so memorable. So, yeah. but my favorite one. Oh, man. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this last one. Cause it was the last one. Yeah, but I didn't know it was going to be the last well, one. True. Yeah, so um, my favorite one. See, I, gotta, I do them by cities, and mine would have mm. been. <sighs> During your span, you had New York, Orlando, San Francisco, Dallas, two New Orleans, two New Orleans. Yeah, uh, you, you had, had Miami. Uh, I had Miami. Had I had Miami. Taker and uh, Trips. Yeah. Uh, which is actually a great uh, match. That was probably. <clears throat> you had a. Uh, I don't know, man. Y'all didn't like, even catch the stunt. Y'all didn't even catch the stunt right there, did he? Taker and Trips. Yeah. Well, yeah. Undertaker and Triple H. Yeah. Well, that. See, well, I knew. Like, he just. Because he don't weird. call him like we call him. You know what I'm saying? Trips is Triple H. Yeah. 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 So, you're, you're late. You're late? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I would say. Nah, I can't answer that question, man. they kind of blur together. They're all blurred together. And for me, I got like. Because each one I had, you know, I would have a magical point in it 
that made it special for me. Same thing with SummerSlam. Same right, thing with Money right. in the Bank. Like the best Money in the Bank ever moment. What's 2011? When Punk took the well, yeah. hands down. Yeah, when, yeah, Punk, yeah. when Punk took it, that like that to me always sticks out of my brain. But it wasn't necessarily my favorite Money in the Bank. It was just my favorite moment. So I got yeah. like favorite moments from each show. Right. But they all kind of blur together at a certain point. So let's. Uh, I don't know if y'all talked about this before because I stepped away for a quick second. Um, but the, the time, the timeline that he was there. So you were at the WWE from 2011 to 2018, mm-hmm. which which is the reality. We would say that's the reality era of yeah. the so, organization. So that's uh. So just to give you a, a idea of the amount of events that you've done, that you've done the pay per views and all this stuff, just to to throw that timeline out there. I, I didn't mean to interrupt in the ten minutes. No, nah, we y'all, did. Uh, y'all still got the. No, nah, I mean from a grand scheme of things, I was there for about eight years, and the show we were doing about 500 shows a year. Mm. Wow. Um, when you when you break it all down, so you you were I mean, how how many people like you had regional? Uh, There's five of me in the world. In the world, Ooh. in the world, Craig. What in the, in the world, world? In the Craig. world. Yeah. Top flight of the world, Craig. Five of mm. so that's something, to, that's something to brag about. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. it's not because that means that we were five of the craziest <laughs> right. people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, you want me to do how many shows? And then yeah. for me, it was. You know, I had L.A., so I had my territory was from L.A., Australia, Asia, some cases, Canada, Mexico, all the way to, you know, I was covering everything through uh, the Dakotas, uh, half of Texas. And then I had India, had the Middle East. So, so did, did NXT play a part? In and then I launched shows? NXT. So, yeah, when we I was. Yeah. So when so it used to be. Uh, full LC, yeah, full sale. And yeah. well, no, we when we oh. rebranded it, it became NXT. Um, but before that, it was like FCW and other couple of things. And so I, was, I literally led up the rebranding effort for that. And so that added on another 100 shows in my book. Right. So and keep in mind, that's a Florida territory. And right. I'm living in California. Oh so let me, let me give you my life for about oh, uh, about a year and a half. Right. <clears throat> I would literally fly out on Wednesday night on a red eye, get to Orlando. We'll go straight to the, the full set. We'll do the show. I do a couple of extra shows. What we call the, the, the we call it a a coconut tour but it was a loop a small loop with the nxt show so i leave nxt on saturday pick up on the main roster shows that i would have do that on that same saturday i leave there get there do saturday do sunday do monday do tuesday right right fly home on wednesday right mm-hmm. change clothes to catch that same red eye out on wednesday <laughs> to get to back to it all over again so dude so i y'all had putting all these so shows many the- miles that year from airline miles oh. but man my body took a beating wow Ugh. Beating. That, that, that's an, I mean, like literally, like I, you don't realize how yeah. much you were just like, like just compacted. Just, yeah, like you're, just you're, all the you're, time. You're in, a, yeah. you're in a plane seat. Yeah. You're in a car ride. You're in a in a, in a car. Beat in a me bus up, bro. Or so, yeah. like, that's it, what people don't understand about this, man. Yeah. Well, that's something that people have to understand with even with the with the wrestlers themselves. You're doing all these shows, and like, yeah, you take the you take the beating in the ring, but it's also traveling ain't that easy either. Yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like it you ain't, can't see it, your family. That that alone, especially when I'm sure a young wrestler yeah. has a family, a wife, child. It's, right. It's difficult because you can't see them as much as you want. But, but, but which is why that cocoon is that when you get into that cocoon, you, you it, it makes a lot of those issues go away because everybody has that exact same exactly. issue. And so right. it's kind of it's like the fraternity. It's the brotherhood, man. Like, exactly. It, every time I go back to every situation, I, you know, my career advice to everybody is don't get a job, join a brotherhood. You know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing that I would say because like, like, you know, if we you want to be in the trenches together, you're in the trenches together. I know every one of those dudes. If I call, if I call them right now and just say, "I'm in trouble," I need you. Yeah. I know that whatever they're doing, they're going to try to figure out a way to help me. Right. And that it's just you, you know, it's very rare to find that in any job, but That's specifically 
you know, in your job. You usually right. find that with your family, but you don't ever find it, you know. Right. You call up somebody from over in uh, alumni relations and say, I'm in trouble, I need some help. And it's right. like, well, what did you do? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. That's, that's, awesome. that's, I feel like the three of us growing up being wrestling fans, like working with the WWE was like a dream. You know dream what I'm saying? Job. Like something, and to to talk to somebody and to listen to the, the things you had to do, like, and it's, it's a lot of, as you grow up, you understand like your dreams are just your dreams and the people in those dream spots work hard as hell. Yeah, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just showing up on yeah, Mondays like, and Thursdays. Yeah, like when you're a kid, you're like, you know okay, what I'm, I'm going to go in and turn on the lights and do some push-ups and, and then I, we go. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, man. <laughs> I'm saying like you work Monday, you work Tuesday. Go home. I got to be back at work Monday morning. Right. right. Nah, I only yeah. work two days a week. Nah, yeah. nah, I work on Monday Night Raw and I work on Smackdown, Smackdown. on Tuesday that so, airs yeah. on Friday so sometimes. They, <laughs> nah, they be like, I work on Thursday. Did it help your schedule when they moved uh, Smackdown from that, what, Thursday or Friday yeah, to Smackdown Tuesday? Was Thursday. When it was Tuesday. It was always been on Tuesday. It was taped on Tuesdays. It was always taped oh, on Tuesday. That's yeah. right. That's right. right. And they that's started going live here in the last year and a yeah, half. Yeah, we started so going live on right. Tuesday and, and and basically dropped it from Friday. And uh, it, but you know what? It it's still one once again. I, I worked my ass off. Excuse me, I worked my butt off on that show, and and for that for WWE. But I wouldn't trade a minute of it. Like it was, it was yeah. probably by far one of the best times of my life. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, Fox deal? Since I own some stock, I love it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. Truth, truth be I've been told, telling you, I've been Let, telling you. did you ever think they were going to make? Been, he been um, trying to get me to get some WWE stock prime for television. Last year. Did, did you ever think there 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 would be a point where they would be on like one of the big five channels? Yeah, because think about it, man. Like, it's like number one episodic television. It's the number one episode. One one here here you got to look at it this way. They produce, we, they, at the, now they produce a consistent product every week. You can set your clock to it. Really? Right? And so it's not like I got to, you know, go to a studio and I got to can these episodes. Like, I'm going to produce this. I'm going to give you 52 shows a year, no and, matter what. Yeah, and it's brand new. And, and every Everyone one of those new. shows is a unique show. There's no, I can pick, I mean, granted, you follow the story, but yeah. every show is unique. And that, you can't, you can't, you could take your best sitcom out there and then say, okay, all right, that's cool. You gave me 30 minutes. Right. All right, that's cool. You gave me an hour, but give me three hours, 52 times a year. Can't do it. Won't do it. There's Think about no, it. Like they won't that, do I mean, it. Or two and, and, hours for SmackDown. Like that, like that. Right. When people yeah. realize that. So you start saying. Five if, hours a week through production just from those two shows. So, and so now if I'm a broadcaster and I know for a fact, because keep in mind, the toughest thing for people, they spend this amount, mad amount of money because they got to fill 24 hours a day on that too. Yeah. So if I can say three hours of that done, every I'm, I'm good three hours on, on Mondays. I'm solid. I don't have to worry about anything. And it's going to be, it's going to be a guaranteed product, high quality, high production. Yeah, I, I know they're going to be there. And, and, and wait, the best is yet to come. Mm. So let's, I'm on, and this is going to lead me to the question to bring it back to the AAF, the the, the football league. What made you want to take on this challenge? Because I don't like saying no. I mean, like, I, I, I love the tough situation. Um, I mean, you think about all the odds that can be stacked. We're going to start a football league, not an expansion team. We're going to start an entire right. league right. right, from scratch. So season ticket holder is going to be season ticket holder 00001. It's not going to be one. like, 
It's not going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to be able to take the guys that were here and, you know, and the fans that we got from. No. And then on top of that, we're starting this with eight other teams all across the country. Right. So if I was an expansion team, I always give this analogy. Let's just say I was starting up an expansion team here in Memphis and say the NBA. All right, nobody knows who's on my roster, but they know LeBron may be coming to town. They know Seth Curry may be coming to town. They know whoever else may be coming to town. So I can market that. I got every one of us now in in the alliance. We're all out there trying to build up our our teams and our franchises and our rosters and our brands. Yeah, I get a kick out of that type of stuff. And don't get me wrong, it's a challenge, man. And and it's the thing that motivates me every day to wake up and just say, "Hey, man, look, it's pure alchemy. We're creating something out of nothing." Mm. And so when I think about it that way, man, I'm pretty excited about that. So what is what has been the reception Uh, locally uh, throughout the country with the in the other markets? What has been the reception to the AAF? Every, you know, nobody is telling us flat out no to anything. Everybody is 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 very receptive. They're asking the right questions mm-hmm. um, and they're being patient with our development. Um, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. You know, you got to you got to curtail some expectations out there because you're like, hey, man, well, there are 57,000 seats in the Liberty Bowl. How many are you going to sell? We're not going to sell 57,000 on day one. However, you know, we're, we're going to build this thing in small nuggets. And if we do it the right way, we're going to build this thing up over time. And we're taking the long haul on this as opposed to let's put out this crazy marketing plan and right. oversell what we got. I mean, as our football team grows, as our football prowess grows, right. Right. our fan base grows and we do this thing over the long haul. And so nobody's telling us, no, we've been positive buzz about it. Everybody seems to be. Uh, okay with it. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes you I know, everybody's, they're, they're, ready. They're, they're, they're ready. They're ready for it. They're accepting the it. Yeah. Nobody's I, like revolting, you know, like, right. oh, hey, no, we won't go. Because, you don't have that because, out there. Because you found a perfect niche and a perfect fit for this to, to work. And yeah. I think everybody's like, this is going to work. Like, I think, I think, not, I think not, more people expect this to work than any other league. Yes. A, because of the, the, the people behind it. Right. And that, I mean, when you, when you say those names, that's legitimacy. I mean, right. Steve Spurrier is, is a coach of one of our teams. That, that, bring, that brings <laughs> right. certain right. legitimacy yeah. around it, like you said. And it, I don't want to make it seem like a shot, but it's like the Tigers ain't selling 57,000 seats no. a game. No. So why should we expect other no. like, they, they, they got a 60-year head start. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to – you have, and that's why I'm looking at this with such – I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah. Because there has, if they do this right, this is the way to show other sports and other leagues how to do pro- professional basketball or professional sports at a different. I'm thinking about the G League and yeah. in especially, in especially. But, like but the NBA has put more resources behind the G League to make people care about the G League more. And if the AAF does what they need to do in this first season, it's going to make the NFL take notice, right? And to say, you know what, well, we got these players on our practice squad, but these practice squad players ain't making this much money. And then we can bring them over here. We can we can stash them with some of these other They're teams. They're already and make, loving us. And right. make this type of money. Because you know there's no competition. Saying? The season is over. So We're complimentary. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, I tell people this all the time, man. If you're a 6'6", 315-pound offensive lineman, where the hell do you practice your drop step? Where, you're not going to practice at that goals gym, right? right? Uh, and, they, so, they won't help you come training camp for the NFL. Right. No. And so now, yeah. or, or if you're a quarterback that's 6'1", 190 pounds, mm-hmm. just a little bit short, and maybe you run a 4.65 versus a 5.455, five, 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 right? So you just got cut based off numbers. But you you got to – you can sling you can play, and you, you understand the game. The game. Where, do you, where do you showcase that? Right. And then, so you look at this. We're, once again, we're built on a league of creating opportunities, and, that, and that's what we're building this thing on. We have an NFL all-class. If you come in and you ball out, like we got – we got. I won't. I won't. I will not put a curse on our guys. But we got three guys on our roster right now 
that I would bet a dollar to a dime they would be on an NFL roster at the conclusion of our season because they are that talented. But for whatever reason, they didn't get the shot. They, it's they it's politics. They, they, not even mm-hmm. politics, man. You gotta, it's sometimes just a numbers game. I ran mm-hmm. a you, true. on your pro day. You ran a four five seven, and, you, and I ran a four five six. I'm just going to get the look because I ran one tenth of a second faster right. than you did. Right. It had That's nothing true. to do with it. Had nothing to do with your performance. It's just a true. numbers game sometimes. And sometimes, right. this, I mean, Kurt Warner. People don't realize that when he went into camp. He, it was it was Brett Favre, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Steve Berline, and then Brett Favre. Was, I mean, I'm sorry, Kurt Warner was that fourth quarterback. His his throwing hand got stung by a hornet or a bee or whatnot, which swole it up. So he basically could not throw the ball. And then you got these three studs that are sitting there already. I mean, these are three starting quarterbacks in right. the league, right? And he can't hit the side of the ball. All right, well, it was good. Future endeavor, you love you. So now he kind of get washed down, go to the arena league, dig for meals, says, oh, my God, this dude has a freaking cannon. Let's bring him up. And now he, you know, he's perfected the Hall greatest show on turf. And now he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a ton of those stories being created with, with our league. And that's, right. and that's, that's what I'm proud and, of. And that's the whole thing. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I had a, had a personal friend of mine. He, he plays in the, well, he's currently in the league. And he said he's finally going to have videotaping footage. He's been on practice squads, practice squads. He was even on, even on the Atlanta Falcons practice squad when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. And he said, the thing about it is I can't get enough footage for another team to see and be exposed to. And understand what I can do. Yeah, like yeah. And it's just impossible. But this league provides this opportunity for people to play with. Is it 16 games? No, bro. They get paid for 10 games in the Two regular season. Games. Two playoff games, which we're going to win the championship, by the Definitely. way. Definitely. So I will say that we have the best logo. We do. Yeah. We the do. Memphis, the Memphis Express logo dudes. is like the best. Like I, I caps all around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In in my research, I went and, and it like, makes I'm sense. Like, nah, bro. It makes our, sense. our logo was kind of the best logo, and it makes much like sense. Hot shots. Let me, hold on. Let me, let the me hot spots. Hot let me, spots. I call them the hot spots. <laughs> let me, the let boring me go, ham iron. Let me let me go through these names. We got the Memphis Express best. A, that's the best. Arizona right. hot shots. Hot spots. And I spent. I love Phoenix. I love Phoenix. I love Scottsdale. Uh, I went to the school colors are kind of like get out of here. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Birmingham. Eh, nobody no, even no, cares. The, the, Bore, the Birmingham. Birmingham Iron. The Birmingham Iron. Iron. Get out of here. Orlando Apollos. Apollo Cruz. What do you mean? Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> is, so this, is, is, Apollo? Is, is this Creed three? Are they fighting? Right. What I don't know. San, the San Antonio Commanders. Now that's a good one. Yeah, no, because people go commando. People go. People go commando. Battle at the Alamo. Some fans might do that. Mando at the Alamo. I'm using that <laughs> one. Alamo. Get out of here. Then you got the San Diego fleet. I get it because of the Army. But no, right. you know what? San Diego got enough good stuff going for them. They don't need nothing else. No, they it's, actually it's, do need a football it's, team. It's now. San Diego. The weather is amazing. <laughs> right. beach, who cares? Salt Lake City. The Salt Lake City Stallions, I, first it, off. It kind of go. It flows. Ain't no stallion in Salt Lake. I've been to Salt Lake before. There's <laughs> some stallions. No, it's not. It's a bunch of... I'm not going to say that. <laughs> don't do that, Jamal. Don't do that. <laughs> and you got the Atlanta Legends. The one, the only thing I'll give about Atlanta, the I, Legends. I read that, right. that Vic, Vic is the OC. Yeah, yeah Vic yeah. is obviously coordinator. And I Vic, think Vic that's is where the, the legend name came from because he is he's a legend in the game. Right? I feel he's it. That's, that's the only thing. He'll always a, have a job with that. I team. will say this, and this might be off color, but the only thing legendary about Atlanta is Outcast and the strip club. So. <laughs> well, that's all I'm saying. It might be off. And we're and, 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 and we're got to with WWE. He cheated you your 10 minutes, yo. You probably got a solid seven. I think you should get three more. Nah, he'll. What you got, Jay? What you got? No, nah, I was I was saying like as a as a football fan, me being a football guy, like I have no problem with it being another league, but I think people run into the problem like when it's a kooky league. Oh like, yeah, if it's all gimmicks. Yeah, like I know exactly what you mean. Like if it's a league where 
Oh, okay, well, we're going to play real football, but guess what we have? We have a fifth down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we have 120 yards, yeah. 40 yards. Yeah. Field. And yeah. two people can go in motion at the same time. Yeah. Here, yeah, and it's just like um, well. Speaking, let, speaking let, of let that, me do ahead. this because yeah, I, I, I will say it. this, just so we can put it to put it to rest. So our league is pretty much straight up NFL college rules, however you want to look at it. American football, eleven on eleven. The only thing that we have pretty much eliminated from our league is kickoffs, right? Yeah, right. And the reason that we did that it is the most dangerous play in football. And so we want once again, we can't sit here and say we're trying to take care of a player's wellness. And then say, oh, but by the way, go out there, run at 40 miles an hour and collide with somebody else. It's just not it's not safe. And then the only other thing we took out was the extra point, the PAT. We, you got to go for two. And I think people will appreciate that. I think yeah. people like that. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you, you, get, 90, at some point you get tired of seeing people kick field goals. Right. 96%, go 96% like uh, completion rate versus like 48%. Now they, you don't know. Right. You know, right. only, and the only people who are pissed off about this right now, are the odds maker, because you know you got six now, and eights anymore, so the score is going to be all weird. Yeah, it's going to be it's now. Be now crazy. watch how the NFL adopts new policies because of this league. Oh, yeah, just like course. they stole from the XFL. The one they thing stole they, the cam. They stole the cam. You, you know the one thing that Vince and, and they always they say they're the most mad. flex. They, well, outside of that, but they wish that. <laughs> I must say, he'll say Vince like we don't. We, we know Sorry. you know Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon, and, <laughs> and, and Mr. and Mr. Irvin. No, no, say it like this. Say it like Vince. You know, you know, you know my homie. The Vince one thing that about? he wished, the one that thing he, he could have patented the other day, he could have patented. <laughs> yeah, was that camera? Was the Sky Cam? You yeah. know how much money he would be worth right now? Yeah. Well, he's worth a the ton of cash right now. But and the guy that would hold the bubble cam. Yep, bubble cam. Yeah, the bubble cam. It's awesome, man. Just, and the NFL took that, and now that's how, I mean, look how the cameras have, have advanced now. Pylon cams. Pylon cams. Stuff, the, one, the one thing I love about this, the AAF so much, is like the, the fact that you got very serious head coaches. Like, you got NFL legends or like people being yeah. head coaches, and you gave them a real training camp, huh. and, you, and, they, and they got a chance to put something together. Damn real. Oh, yeah. And so like when we, when we talk about it, and I want to get into the, the roster construction of it right now, um, which something that I thought was really cool, you, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. A lot of the rosters are regional, regionally based. Yeah. So like by the college you went to, by the college you went to, and the thing I liked with the with the quarterbacks, it was it was protect the, the was protect the pig protect draft. protect yeah, the yeah. pig. So how, how did that work? Worked well for us, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, you had all eight teams, and so in this first round, you had to go through and either you can either so you have. Four or five guys in your roster, right? Just to try to, and so in that first round, you can go through and say, "I'm either going to protect one of my guys, or I'm going to pick from somebody else's roster." Right? Yeah. Right. So that that was the situation that we were placed in, and so for us, that first round, we protected one, and then we turn around and uh, rob somebody else, and then we protected, and then we protected, and so so you can do it every round. You do four rounds of it, and okay. so yeah, because because at the end of the day, you're going to end up. So it, it it ended up being probably one of the coolest drafts I've ever been a part of. Once again, but for us, I thought it was great because we got the best we got the best quarterback stable I think in the league, right? Um, and, and you look at our guys Hackenberg, Mettenberger, and, and Silvers, and they these guys are. With, with They're stuck, man. Three-headed monster. Yeah. Like, who do you freaking yeah. play? Who do you start? So, so you, got, you got, what's the names? Uh, Christian Hackenberg. Christian. Went to Penn State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hack he, Attack. He played, played for, for the, the Jets. Jets. Yeah. The Jets. And then you got... Uh, Maddenberger. He was at LSU. LSU. Right. Played, for Titans. played for the Titans. Yeah, and then you got, and, and then you got Nick Silvers, who's also a good guy. So, I mean, we got solid quarterbacks, man. And we got solid, you know, so... 
So anyway, going back to this. So if you're, if you, if you, let's say you went to the university of Memphis, right? We own your rights because Memphis is allocated to the Memphis express. Mm. And so like Arkansas is allocated to us, LSU, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, uh, UT Knoxville, MTSU, TSU, Kentucky. Kentucky, all these schools are allocated to us. So if you went to that school, graduated from that school, we own your rights. And, and, and that, allows us to kind of already have a built in roster. Right. Then the only thing that you got to go and kind of rob and steal for are going to be quarterbacks. And that's kind of how it works. So each team has their protected schools that, that kind of feed them. Now gotcha. talk about those, the protected uh, professional teams. Like if in, so our, in our region, we have the Titans and would it be Redskins is Saints? one Saints. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is let's just say you went to an unallocated school. So you went to say Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, none of the eight teams own you, but you're a stud. You went to Notre Dame and then you go play for the Saints. Then I own your rights because you went to the Saints as well. So right. it, it, it allows for us to be able to create a system where you really don't have to go to the board and get a draft because I already have a pool of candidates right. that I can that pull from. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it eliminated it made things a little bit easier in order for rat, uh, roster construction as opposed to. All right. Now I got to go out here and scout freaking. Thousands of people to try to build a hundred go man me, roster. I got I to go, get my second string O lineman. Yeah, and, and these players I gotta go, know each I other. I got to go waste right. time right. to, to the, do stuff like that. These players played each other regionally. These are mostly SEC, ACC mixed type of schools, conference USA. They play each other all the time, right? You know, so it, I'm sure they're familiar with each other. They know one another. They know too, like, hey, some of us were on some professional teams and or practice squads. So there's some familiar familiarity with them knowing that I'm going to be on the team with Christian. Uh, Hackenberg, who I may have played in the bowl game, uh, or or another player just from LSU in general. Like you have a half our half your rosters from really three main schools. I mean, right. LSU, you got a few from Memphis sprinkled in here and there. You got a few from Kentucky. Right. And I noticed with the Birmingham Iron, they have a uh, Alabama players. Alabama players, right? And so it makes you think, like, wow, like is this going to be like the college game where these Alabama players who are still in their prime to some degree? Are they going to run the table? They got some heck of running backs over there. They, right. They got Tristan, uh, Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. Richardson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he didn't have a great NFL career, but. Still, the, I mean, he's not a bad, I mean, it doesn't guy, make him the, a bad the, running back. Yeah, yeah, mean, he can't stand still alive, bro. I yeah, mean, like, yeah, dude can play. Can play. <laughs> right. Sometimes you just need opportunity, and this yeah. is what that league is about. And that's well, what I'm and, so well, I mean, that's one thing to say. We're creating opportunities, because like you said, this is the next level of professionalism in football. So if you could come out here and ball, we're gonna, you're gonna you, you, somebody somebody on some NFL team is gonna say, "Well, sh- we got, we I got a third string running back spot. Why not bring you in? Because I've already seen this. You can do, it. and then you right. come into camp and you you kill. So, you guys just, can you finally just, get filmed. You're just providing right. opportunity, filmed. providing the opportunity for people, in it, which I think is is an amazing thing to do. Because what? So let, let's say Therese comes in. Therese, come on, Therese, because I own your rights. You you own my rights. Uh, I'm I'm five foot seven. But I run a. Four, I want to stop. I run you a four one right now because I don't know where you're going, but I'm going to. I'm going to steer you into this. Whenever y'all need a mascot for the express, I'll at my did boy. Did you see him? I'll at my boy. When I mean, you need a mascot, I'll at my dude. I'm, hey, I'm just going to holler at my guy. No That's joke. All I'm no joke. So I was thinking like. I, I don't know what an express would look like. I have <laughs> be a no clue. <laughs> be a but, but when you I, need but, it, but when I need it, I know who. Holler at my guy. Hey, seriously, I'm telling you. I mean, holler at my I'm dude. Not that's all I'm saying. Or anything, but I, I toot, can toot. Still, that's, that's all I'm saying. Just holler at my dude I, I when you need it. Some life left, bro. 
I saw him at this deal, and I was like, first off, he's having the time of his he life. He was so happy, but dude. He was so happy. Of his life. Like, <laughs> Me and Tim, like, we were sitting up there like, look at Tarrant. That boy, you, I could tell you had a big smile on your I face did. through the pouncer <laughs> uniform. I did. Yo, that boy, I mean, he, he was swagging, though. So he just, he it, just if, if he didn't have a family to go into, he probably would have slept in that thing. He you know, became, what do you call it? Uh, the furries. He probably would have became one of those furries, man. Just be like, yeah, I ain't going to lie. You were swagging. You was, you was, you, you had, you had, you pepping your step, you was bouncing. That boy was hurt for two, three weeks later. I was. I'm still in push ups gone up to him. Said she don't do that again. Still got some pain. But if, if, if I'm, I'm five, seven, I run a four, a four, four, right? All right. And, um, I want to come, I want to play on this team. What are the benefits to me? Do I, am I able to, let's say I get on the team, I'm, I'm signed, I'm ready to go. Can I brand myself? Can I market yeah. myself? Can I get deals within the city yeah. to help promote the team? But also just. You're a professional athlete, bro. And we're going to, and we're going to, we're going to bump you. We're going to bonus you up for doing community work. We're going to like, so for example, we have guys that go out in the community. I'm going to pay you for it, you know, in some shape, form or fashion, because I, I, you know, the biggest thing that we want to say is we want to give these guys a platform to be themselves. Right. Because right. you know what you what you don't want to do is bring somebody in and restrict them from being who they are or speaking out. Because right. who, who am I to say, yeah, you're gonna come play for me? I'm gonna be your boss, but you 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 can't use your platform for good. Screw that. You know, at the end of the day, I want you to be you. Don't get me wrong. But the way we're gonna bonus you is if more people support you, we give you more support. If right. more people turn away from you, you won't get bonus. And so right. it, it kind of gives us both some skin in the game to make sure that one, you're putting out the right message, and two. Um, we are and everybody's winning in this. Well, th- it's funny that you're talking about compensation because it's when these when these leagues come up, there's one of the things that people are skeptical about. Well, they ain't gonna make enough money, things like that. How are the players getting paid? Is I mean, are there guaranteed contracts? Are there guaranteed, guaranteed contracts? What, what's going guaranteed on? contracts three years, two hundred uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars over three, um, staggered out. Uh, and, and keep in mind, you're only right. you're only working ten, ten games, <laughs> regular season games, and then you know. So at the end of the day. Our guys, in theory, think about it this way, will work from loosely December 1st to the end of April. It's kind of the, the, their season. That includes the preseason all the I way mean, up. I that, mean, that's some people's so you're salary like, for the year. They you're just talking made five seasons. And then, and, 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 and I'm sorry, five seasons, <laughs> five months. So when you look at it that way, man, it's not a bad living. No, um, it's not. You know, and, 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 and so for five months out of the year, and you tell me I get the train – the other six, seven, I take a month off to recuperate. Some guys may get a call up to the league and they may be in somebody's mini camp in June or right, otherwise, extra check. I, you know, or otherwise I get to recuperate, chill and, I, you know, start the season over with. Yeah, and also, I, I, I might not take that call up. Yeah, you know what I'm, saying? <laughs> hey, yo, I'm getting that money. Like you said, I, two- I just got an email from Planet Fitness. I'm going tonight. <laughs> We will have an open tryout next year again. We, dude, we <laughs> had open tryout it. this year. One or two, three of the guys made the uh, on the roster. That's crazy, wow. right? Wow. Uh, open try. Dudes legit showed up from an open. We had about a hundred fifteen guys show up. We had to stop. Yeah. We had to turn people away. Three of those guys made the team. Man, think about That's that. Awesome. That's some Vince Papali type stuff that, in the yeah. Eagles. Have you ever seen that? Have, like, the hustle. The hustle had the G League team for the Grizzlies have open tryouts all the time, and no local people make it. Really? They none of them make it. They, yeah, but see, your sport's so international, man. They, they 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 play it as oh, this is a local tryout person, but like so our the, the hustle's first year, it was um I can't remember this dude. I want to say I forget his name. He played he played at Arizona, but he ended up playing on a hustle because he made it at the local tryout. First off. Nobody from the West Coast is going to travel to Memphis to be the local tryout. So you right. got to, you know what I'm saying? It's, you got to put it in it's, perspective. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a politics game. You know, whatever, how, however that goes. But the fact that three people 
who were not even on your radar at Maynard. all. Yeah, man. Came. Yeah. That just shows you this yeah. league is for, this, this, for this, this is league. This league is for creating opportunities. Creating yeah. opportunities. And so let's talk about game experience. Yeah. What what we as a fan can see, can expect to see when we come to an express game in the Liberty Bowl? First off, it's going to be a quicker game. Typical football game for most college and pros is about four hours. Our game clocks out at about two and a half hours. Mm. Um, oh, wow. So you're going to be in and out. So in theory, it's about the same as a college basketball game when you right. really break it down. Two, and for us, the biggest thing that you're going to see when you come to the Liberty Bowl is we're trying to create a little bit different of experience. And so we built these two big party decks in the Liberty Bowl. Um, we call it one the Camu party deck, which is going to serve Camu Cognac up there. Uh, and then we have these things called first class seats on the field where you're going to have, uh, you know, all you can eat, all you can drink seats uh, where you know people are going to literally bring food to you as you need it. So we're trying to create a, a more luxurious and more professional experience there. But our game is going to be freaking fast. It's just going to be a fast game. We got a faster play clock. We got we got players that are they're going to be moving pretty quickly up and down the field. Oh, and by the way, we don't really have kickoffs. We don't really have these timeouts that you're going to be dealing with. So the game is going to be fast. And I, I, we we had a preseason game, and I give this joke all the time, but I'm kind of pissed about it. Is I was on the event level watching the team on the field, and then I had to get up to the skybox to go talk to my boss who was in the box. And so I run, get to the elevator, get up. By the time I get from the event level, to, they score twice. There were you two missed, scores. So you missed two scores. And I was like, dude, what just happened? And so it was just one of those things where, I, you know, the only people that are going to lose in this scenario now are the concession stands because right. you're not going to make that you much money. Yeah, yeah, you know. You, you can't leave. You can't, you can't leave. Yeah. I mean, the game can happen that fast. And it's, it yeah. is, and it's not by anything else than the fact that it's just playing fast. And so it, I think it's going to be a unique Offense sells. Offense. I mean, right. at the end of the day, we get all get that. Offense sells. Defense wins. Yeah. At the, if you. That's the statement. If you God, can, if you if you can score points and keep people from scoring, you will be in the football business a very long time. Right. <laughs> is that right. is that and, simple? And so these these offensive defensive coordinators can't create their own playbooks. Yeah. From scratch, if they come up with some cool schemes that they want to run, they're able to. Free flow that and get get to work. They got to game it. Yeah, they, I mean, at the end of the day, it's fantastic. He, he, a lot of these, you know, a lot of the people that are going to win from this. Obviously, the players are going to win, but there's going to be a coordinator, a Vic or right. David Lee, that's going to create something that's going to transcend how football is played. Exactly. I mean, you look at what you know Kingsbury David Lee did. The, did. Uh, Wildcat. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, he brought the Wildcat. He brought to, the Wildcat. Yeah. To uh, the NFL. So you start looking at guys like that, and you start thinking, okay, they kind of got this unique thing that they can do that transcends the game that not only puts defenses on, 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 on in a backpedal scenario, but the second thing that it does is it, it uses the rules to their advantage. I right, mean, like, right. for example, when you had coaches out there doing, like, the first thing they used to do with these mad, remember they used to do mass substitutions? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so they'll literally have an entire skill set over there and then run six people on the field into something that you don't know what they're doing. And so they had to change that rule because coaches want coaches going to look for every angle they can get. And right. so that's the cool thing about this league. They're going to be able to test some of that stuff, and some of these guys are going to get noticed because of that. Yeah. So the one thing I'm excited about, and Therese and I, have you bought your season tickets yet on the spot? Yes. You already bought them? 75. I, I would have told you. I, I hate that you said yes. I but I, I, want the ones I, on, I want the ones on the deck. I think they're 825 or 875. I, or, haven't, I haven't bought mine. I will, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will comp you one down there so you can experience. <laughs> no. Matter of no, fact, I give, I, her, I give you a lady one, and then you can just watch her <laughs> from your seat. Because we're like, we, we, both got, we, got, we both got friends that work within the organization and doing things. So it's obviously, it's a whole thing to support you guys and what you guys are doing. So buying season tickets. But the one thing that got me really excited about the opening game on the ninth, 
Uh, actually, the opening game for, for the home game 11. is going to be on the 16th. On the 16th. Oh, yeah, How do we 16th. go from the 9 to 11? 9, right, 11, 16. Right. This <laughs> See, I, I got. I knew, I knew it was a Tell these Memphis the educations right now. They got. They going to have a silent party. Silent disco. The it's, silent disco. Dude, is, it during silent. The, is, is it during, during the? Is it during the game? game? That is a that that idea. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm dope. About, I, I'm yeah. pretty stupid. Dope about this. I'm like 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 really excited about this idea. I mean, that, that's the, when when I saw it first. I hit Mark up. I was like Mark. <laughs> I was like Mark. Did you make this deal? Because this is an amazing deal, right? Yeah. And then I hit Therese like T. We got we got to go to this game. Yeah, dude. Like, this, so we we have to be there. You think about it, right? Like it just, it, it just makes sense. It's, yeah. a, it's but it makes great. no sense. It makes all the sense. It's yeah, like one exactly. Of those, it's one of them. It's things. like pickles and peanut butter, right? right? It's like, do they really taste good together? I don't know. Yeah, let, let's try this. Let's try. Let's this. try. And and, it, and you have the platform to do it. You have all the space. You have all the potential. And then the other thing is the dog part. Yeah, he told me about that. Yeah, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. I, you know, I got we, a little we, dog. We, we got it. And then well, Laura's got involved with the dogs, man. Oh. They, they didn't they didn't want to see Rufus, the season ticket holder, running on the field or biting someone. So <laughs> oh. we may be we may be a year out from the dog park. But, but it's we, a possibility. The fact that you're we were going to sell dog, we were going to sell season tickets to dogs. The, the, the think fact, about that. The fact that you can think about that and you right. say, you know what, we can put a dog park here. So for families, if you don't, you want to come to the game, you want to bring your dogs, have the dogs, they can go meet each other and just have a good old time. Because you want to eliminate all here. barriers. Right. It, it, like, why, what, let me come up with whatever I can come with to get people out. Because, I mean, like, for example, we created a dry section called the family section, right? It's going to be in the south end zone. And we did that because people say, I don't want to go to games because I don't want to hear them hooting and hollering and standing in front of and all this stuff. So we said, okay, we're going to create a section just for you. You're going to sit over there, no booze allowed, no cursing, no yelling or whatever. It's going to be the quiet zone. But and it's okay, really it's good yours. seats. And it's good seats. Really good seats. Flip side of that, we got people to say, all right, but I want to curse, yell, and, and, and really, truly, you know, give the opposing team fits. Great. We got a hub for you. It's going to be yeah. what Silent Disco is, and we're going to basically have you over there. And then you got people that say, bro, I just want to watch football. And we got people. And then we got people to say, hey, I want to entertain some clients, but I don't want to necessarily have to walk up to the concession stands and all this. Okay, great. We got the first class for you. And then you got people saying, I want to sit. In the lower bowl, but the bleachers hurt my back. All right, great. We'll put chair backs there. We'll build some platforms. You can sit on those. And so we're, you know, we listened to what everybody complained about and said, all right, how can we remedy this and then turn into an opportunity where it's a win-win? We'll create an opportunity for you. And then in in return, we'll create an opportunity where we can sell a ticket as a byproduct. And so that's what what we're trying to do. And you have a win here because that's what the Titans didn't do. When they came, they knew that they were on a lease, a short-term lease. They were like, hey, we're going to be here for a year and a half, two years tops. And it, I think it left a bad taste in the in the city's mouth, just yeah. knowing that we had a taste of prof, of a professional team, and all of a sudden, boom, they're out of here. So I think the fact that you guys are listening to what all these Memphians have been saying for the last twenty plus years, it really resonates with the group. We hope so. And plus, over the last twenty years, you've seen give or take two hundred or so games in the Liberty Bowl, right? right? Right. And most of them have been college team A versus college team B, band A versus band B. And they're going to use the same pageantry, same same setup, same cadence in some shape, form, or fashion. I can't beat the University of Memphis in college football. I can't beat uh, the classic. I can't beat the yeah. AutoZone Liberty Bowl. So what I need to do is do something completely different and sway right. 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 And that's what we're doing here. So awesome. hopefully it works. If not, man, we'll try something else. Here's my question for you. Here's my question for you. We just talked about your, your wrestling background, your relationship with WWE. You call Vince by his first name because that's your boy. So now, I mean, in, <clears throat> not this year, but next year, the XFL is a competitor. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I love it. Because here's the deal, man. Like, 
one, it proves that we're we're in the business. If you get somebody with that much money that says I'm willing to invest in this, it proves that we're on to something. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Two, they're in no cities that we're in. You know, so from a local perspective, it, oh, I no didn't know that. It, I didn't no, know that. So, so from a local, where they going? They, what, y'all well, kind of hit all the major they, cities. No, they, where they, 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 they're going. They they're in New Jersey. They're in yeah. Seattle. They're in they're in uh, LA. Okay, they're okay, in okay, DC. Okay, 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 they're okay, in Tampa. Okay. Um, they're in St. Louis. And so, but, but you look at this. I love it because now when you start talking about spring football and you put all that meat in there. Spring football now is being discussed. It's like over, you know, you think about soccer. You know how many leagues there right. are in soccer? Right, yeah, right. You start talking about EPL, La Liga, and all this stuff. But when I say soccer, you know, everybody still doesn't necessarily go to one or other. You have your favorites, but right. you recognize the sport of soccer. So when we say football, you got the NFL, you got the XFL, you got the Alliance, you got the the, 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 the Patriot League coming up. You know, if they can get so their thing off the ground. The Arena League, when the Arena, arena League is doing what they're doing. I love it. Football is football, man. So if all of us can do well and put a great product out there, the, the brand of football can only win. You You want to have good brands out there. However, this is the Monday Night Wars. If we're, if we're being, if we're looking at this, how? Because we're not, we're not competing. Because you're, you're just, not competing against them. But do, do, you, would you be, would you likely want to combine and have an expansion where there, it's like the the AFL and the NFL combine at some point in time? I put it. I will give you this. Do you feel that college football and NFL have to merge? No, no. Because they play during the same time, same year, yeah, every year true, in the fall. It's true. So why can't the uh, spring be the same way? I, w- I will test this. Oh, did you just call the XFL college football and you're the pros? Ooh. That could be a shot fired. I was about to, I was about to say, like, they, like, this is going to test the theory Sound that like, Americans love football so much. Right. Because once once the NFL is done, we can have the, AA, the AAF on Saturdays and Sundays. And whenever the XFL decides to play, like you can have football three times a week. Yeah. You, I mean, you can if get you, eight games a week. I mean, you get eight games a weekend because they're probably going to play on the same Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. We're going to play on the same Saturdays and Sundays. Different channels, different networks. That's true. Strong power is yeah. going to win. But the flip side of that, from a local <clears throat> standpoint, if we do what we're supposed to be doing, you're going to love the Memphis Express and you're going to follow the, the, if the, the, the if lines. If you love right. football, like you say you love football. The one thing, like, and I'm... I, I like football as a game. I don't have a favorite team. I have a favorite player. Like Randy Moss, my favorite player. Wherever Moss was, That's I was team. there. Yeah. But the one thing I'm very excited about with the Express is the game experience. Yeah. Like, right. I, I can't wait to go to the game and see how it's different than just being at I'll a regular game. I'll put you in the first game. class too then. And so like, so Therese can see you. I, 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 all I'm saying is I'm there on the 16th. Yeah. In the, I'm at the silent party. I can't party. wait. Bro, you got, you got Devin <laughs> Steele and Big Sue DJ in the silent party. Right. They don't even come out to Devin DJ Steele. other people's parties. Shout out to Devin Steele. And they out here just killing, like, that's, if people don't understand the magnitude of that in this city. Yeah. And to yeah. show you how legitimate that what they're what the things they're doing is, it's real. This, man. this what you got to this what you got to notice. You got to understand. Well, we're trying to do that, but on the flip side of that, we also got to understand that we're still a startup. So, right. we got to build this one fan at a time, one gimmick at a time one promotion at a time. And as we start to build that momentum, I hope it bears fruit, you know, and that's the goal. I mean, hope's not a good strategy, but in some cases, yeah. it's all you got. It's all you got. It's all you got. Sometimes <laughs> you got a hope. And, and the excitement builds after the NFL draft and some players don't get drafted that we know should get drafted. It's like, oh, it's okay. He's going to be on the Express. Be Express. <laughs> Specific if he went to one of our schools. Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. So like, okay, like, like Tony Pollard. It's Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. He, he's, a, he's a fringe receiver who could potentially get drafted in the late round. Don't get drafted. 
Guess where you're going to be playing and running that running well, back touch, no, touchdowns he, and punts. He'll, he'll go through. He'll go through. He'll go through. Uh, In the field free agency, free right, agency right. and all that stuff. And but then let's just say a kid like that does kind of uh, one. We're going to welcome him with open arms. But two, you're absolutely right. I mean, and I'm, I think he's he's a stud. Though. I mean, I've seen this kid work out. Right. He's he's going to be a beast. But you're absolutely right. There are kids like that that may be a nanosecond slower than him. May have dropped just dropped two balls in the pro day, right? You right. know, whatever reason, man. Those are the guys that kind of get you yeah. know get a raw deal, but can flat out ball, yeah. you know, and they just get a bad deal. Yeah, man. God, I told you. What did I tell you, Gil? God, best show, yo, if all yo, year. Yo, yo. I just got a note. It it won the best show of the year. I see. I told voice, you. See, voice. AC. I told you. It just I don't, won. You, you, if you don't, smell, don't be sarcastic mm-hmm. right now, voice. Don't you do it. Mm-hmm. Don't you do it. This, this panel right before, now. Before we go, we have to we have to give a moment of silence um, for uh, Jo's Knicks because <laughs> at this point the Knicks they the Knicks traded away their whole franchise. Oh, what just happened? Uh, they traded Chris Dasprzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee to the Grizzlies. No, sir. Ah, well, yeah. To who? I missed this. To the, to the Mavericks. Oh, what, well, who did they get? Who did they get? The Mavericks the got DeAndre Jordan. They got DeAndre Jordan, Wesley J- Matthews. Wesley Matthews. And Dennis Smith Jr. And Dennis Smith Jr. That's a good trade. I mean, it, it was a good trade for both teams. So now, now oh, Dallas man. has their hands on the entire international market because they mm-hmm. still, still got Dirk. They got Luka. They got Chris Dabbs. They're hoarding all the, all the Europeans. All their players are tall. Like everybody and, uh, and boring Harrison Barnes. So is Chris Stapps playing the center? Yeah. And well, Chris Stapps hurt. He won't he won't play this year. He's, oh, he right. tore his ACL. He'll Mark, be Mark's he'll, trying to get a team in, in Europe, probably. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he said yeah. he's, Mark, he's gonna Mark, get his own league over right. there. I'm gonna put my strategic corner in the market. Yeah. So I'm gonna say this. I've been listening to Master P all day. I ain't gonna let you talk. I would say the voice. <laughs> Hit the music. <laughs> Sitting in the ghetto thinking about all my homies that passed away. Uh, <laughs> KP, we miss you, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a kickback on the OAM Podcast Network. Uh, I want to thank my guest, uh, the family. We got J.O., the kickback album there. We got Therese back with us. First show in 2019. Thank you for coming, fam. Yes, sir. Coach Shea Irby. Team president of the Memphis Express of the American Alliance of Football. We thank you for coming, man. Anytime, you are bro. welcome anytime. Right, man. Anytime you want to be here, anytime you need us, you let us know. Voice doing what he does. Uh, you can catch us every week here on the OEM Podcast Network. Um, hey, uh, what we say? We uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher, yeah, <laughs> Google Play, Google Play, We're everywhere, Facebook every, Live, every, everywhere, Facebook Live, all the all the places, man. Like I say, I've I've been waiting for this interview, this show for a long time. I'm very thankful, very happy that it happened. Like we say every week, man, stay safe, stay woke, keep your head on the swivel, and we are out. Proceeding is an OM production. For more information, go to the OAMnetwork.com.